Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams, the lead pastor here at B4 Church. Hey everyone, Alex Lesler, and I am one of the pastors here and the adult ministry director. And today we're continuing our conversation about suffering. Yeah, yeah. If you tuned in last time, you know, we really talked uh, about a variety of things. And let me just say up front that this is in no attempt for us to offer some sort of exhaustive look at suffering yeah. or to cover all the bases. We just know it's a reality we need to talk about. We want to start the conversation. Yeah. Uh, you can also find resources uh, on the link for this podcast that we're going to make available to you. But we just think it's important to talk about this and to talk about it from a lot of different perspectives. So today we want to talk a little bit more from the personal side. Yeah. Like Brad said, we're just at the tip of the iceberg, and it can be really easy in this conversation to make it purely philosophical. But the reality is, is that this is real. It affects yeah. our real life, and it has affected your life and my life as well. Today, we want to kind of dive into a little bit of your story, Brad, um, and talk a little bit about what suffering um, and walking with God in the midst of suffering has looked like for you. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. You know, it's interesting because I don't think my story is that unique. We've talked about that already in the last yeah. podcast. Um, people suffer. That's part of it. But, you know, we walked through a couple of distinct seasons of suffering where we can look back on our own personal history and say there was kind of an acute season of suffering. And, and we had a really interesting experience. Um, back in the, in the mid-2000s, uh, there were just some circumstances that happened in our life where um, they were rough. It was a rough time of, of, of life. There were things that didn't go the way we thought they should go. Uh, we lost a lot of money. We, mm. we moved across the country just hopes were sort of shattered. And mm -hmm. we really spun out about 18 months, I would say total of just kind of being spun out and not doing really well. Mm. Um, but what's really interesting, a few years later, actually in 2011, uh, we went through one of the darkest years that we could have ever gone through. Mm. Um, the year started off, we totaled both of our cars the first week of the year. <laughs> um, that was just the beginning. I mean, that year we lost, I, I believe it was five different family members and including my father-in-law wow. um, fairly unexpectedly. Um, and then the week after that, my daughter um, got an infection. Uh, she went septic and um, uh, just about a week before her 13th birthday, found myself in a hospital. Doctors inviting me to say goodbye to her, yeah. that she wasn't going to make it. And um, spent eight days with her in the ICU uh, each day, sort of wondering if it was going to be the day. Horrible story. And my yeah. wife was helping yeah. her mom. She had to fly and literally had to call my wife and say, if you want to see her alive, you got to get wow. here. And, wow. Uh, really traumatic. And that, and that wasn't even all I mean, that whole year was like every single month there was something crazy. I mean, there's, there's even funny, crazy, hard stories. Like I got stranded on an Island in Alaska for four <laughs> yeah. days, uh, unexpectedly and had to eat the fish I caught for yeah. food. I mean, just ridiculous yeah. things. And, and, uh, in fact, the, the elders at our church started calling me Job, not yeah. in a joking way, but they literally felt like they, they'd never seen anybody suffer so much. And the reason I share that story is that, um, towards the end of that, um, Sherry and I were on a walk one day, and we had this realization that, you know, this has been far more difficult than that previous acute sure. season of suffering, and yet we were really good. Like, we were right. we were okay, and right. it was so different um, the way we responded to the worst year uh, yeah. than the first time we walked through that. Yeah, and I... What is what would you guys attribute the difference? Like, what was it in the early years that 
made it so hard, but in the latter years, you walked through it with just a different level mm. of grace. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, when I think back about it, I think, um, you know, we were really different people, but we, we also had a very different perspective, I think, sure. of suffering. In that first experience, we had done things. We kind of had this moralistic, religious view of God that, like, if we do these things, if we, if we check all the boxes, we cross mm. our T's, dot our I's, then life's going to follow a certain way. And especially as a Christian, as a pastor, I thought, man, if I'm going to go all in for God, then God's going to go all in for me. Sure, and I sort yeah. of had this, you know, give and take relationship with God. And when it didn't work out, I was so disenfranchised because why would we be going through this, God, when I did everything I was supposed to do? You know, yeah. I kept up my end of the deal. Yeah. Why haven't you kept up yours? And I think my, my understanding of suffering just shifted over those next several years. And really, as I began to see kind of what we talked about in the last podcast, sure. I saw the restoration and the redemption in the middle of all that stuff. Yeah. As I got a little more distance and I saw what God was doing, I think that really prepared me that now when I'm in the next year of suffering and it's this really difficult time, instead of saying, why me? It was more like, well, why not me? Mm. You know, why, why wouldn't I experience this? This is part of the human experience. And and it really did cause yeah. me to draw near to God instead of being frustrated with God. Right. Uh, man, we found ourselves uh, more intimate with God, focusing on Him. Right. I remember the times of prayer and the times of seeking Him during that season, and my faith grew mm. in the middle of that rather than get compromised. Yeah, that's, man, that's, first off, what a crazy story. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine sitting in the middle of an island, stranded, after all of this had happened and just going. It was laughable. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like, laughable. It was literally how, like, Okay, and that was yeah. towards the end of that year. And I yeah. remember just laughing like, okay, and, what what's next? Like, and, I, I don't know what you could do. You and know? tangent, but like, what did you eat to survive? Just fish. <laughs> yeah, I had caught fish. I had silver salmon that I'd been catching. I was in a national forest cabin with one other wow. guy and his son. And yeah, we just, wow. we're just scrambling. And that was the, the way the whole year was, though. It was like, right. what are we going to do? Well, I guess we just do the thing that's next, you know, which yeah. we'll talk more about that in a minute. Yeah, but. yeah. Man, what an incredible story. Yeah. And there's a question that comes to my mind, and that is, like, what were the bad, unhealthy, or unhelpful ways um, that you suffered the first time? What were the lessons you learned from that? Oh, man. there. You know, I think there's a couple of different things that are really important. That first time, it went really, really wrong. I think, first of all, like I mentioned, I had this idea that, like, God was like a vending machine, and if I put the right input in, I get the right output. Sure. Um, but then I also think, you know, in that circumstance, I really wasn't good at owning my responsibility in this. And, and mm. I'm not saying that, you know, we're all personally responsible for our suffering, but sometimes we do suffer because of decisions that we make yeah. and choices. I mean, even physical suffering, we can have right. illness that it's a result of choices that I made earlier on in my life and those kinds of things. And so in that season, I was really, really short to see what I had done to contribute to this moment. Yeah. And so I just sort of immediately went to God, why'd you do this? And I think God was probably like, well, why'd you do that? Right. And, right. Uh, I, so I think that was one part of it. Um, I also had this tendency to sort of blame others and 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 see their responsibility in it instead of actually just saying, no, what is God doing in this? Mm -hmm. And I was very fixated on outcomes. And I think that's part mm -hmm. of what I did poorly is I was so fixated on, well, there's an outcome that's supposed to be a certain way. And and when I look back, I go, what in the world would have made me sure. think that I, I had the right to even say there's an outcome for my life that should look this way? Right. Yeah. How did I get there in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and we do that in not just in that circumstance, but in right. so many circumstances, we have a cultural narrative or a cultural construct that says this is what the way life should go. Yeah. And you just have to stop sometimes and ask yourself, like, where, where does that even come from? I mean, yeah. what should my expectations be for my life? Um, so, so that was certainly part of it. I think also, you know, there's the, the tendency to compare in that season, mm. you know, and to compare what I was going through with others. Um, th there was there was judging that took place in that season, you know, like I was, I'd get, I remember being so upset because I would look around and say, well, why is that going that way for that sure, person? Sure, And it's going this way for me. Yeah. 
which is, I mean, that's, right. we do that. All the time. Yeah. Um, so, so there were so many different things that were, that were a part of that, of, of just really having a paradigm, having it broken. Yeah. Um, that really led to um, a bad year. A yeah. bad, I mean, the fallout was really yeah. bad after that. And I think that speaks to the importance of the conversation we had last week. Yeah. Because really, like, your mindset had to shift and your view of God had to change in order for you to journey through suffering in a more healthy and holistic kind of way. Well, yeah, and I think one of the things that's missed on this is that um, one of the outcomes, if you don't get that perspective right, it mm. spins you out. Totally. You don't, you don't recover for a while, right. which is really interesting, you know. So, so comparing that to when we responded really well. Right. You know, the suffering happens and you're kind of on the other side of it and you do really well. That other thing that happened, it, it, it took like 18 months sure. of just spiraling because now I didn't even know how to move through the world. Now I didn't even know how to, how to make life make sense because sure. everything had sort of been rattled. So we talked about what you didn't do well. Yeah. Right. But let's talk a little bit about what did you actually do well in like, that next season. In the yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, like we talked about last time, that four chapters that there's brokenness, that there's a fall, that there's mm -hmm. um that there's this redemption and then there's this restoration. The second time around, I think there was such a healthy perspective of God being working in this and that mm -hmm. suffering wasn't going to first of all it wasn't the end. I mean, even with my daughter, yeah. Uh, I remember her in just this weak moment looking at me and saying, um it's okay, dad. We both know. Yeah. We both know what where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Wow. And it was such a painful, hard moment, but right. to, to sit there with her and, um, and realize that's true. There was so much hope in that. So I think realizing, realizing that was so significant that we were able to see like, okay, this is not all that there is. And there is something beyond this. And, and so leaning into that, asking the question, God, what are you doing in this? What are you doing in me? What mm -hmm. are you shaping? Um, that, that was really significant in all of those circumstances, every single one of them from the funny, you know, kind of mishaps right. to the tragic, right. just being able to stop and say, okay, God, like, what are you doing in this? And, 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 you know, there's like the small things where I could see God shaping my character by, you know, like losing two cars and car accidents and, you know, engines blowing up and, you know, you could say, okay, there's character yeah. stuff. You know, he's working on my patience, working on those things. And you go, okay, that's, that's easy to say when it's that stuff, when it's physical material stuff, when you're mm -hmm. stuck on an Island. Um, I think the harder thing is when someone looks at you and says, oh, you, you know, you, you went through this thing and you, your daughter was in the ICU and mm -hmm. like, what's God doing? And part of you wants to say, don't ask me that right now. <laughs> but the reality is that um, that's actually one of the more significant things I discovered in that process mm -hmm. was um, now I've got this sort of you two experience. Like I, I meet people, in fact, you and I share this. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you guys went through something really, really similar, yeah. similar a couple summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, as you almost lost your daughter to uh, bacteria that went septic in her body, um, postpartum of my third child last summer, I uh, I almost lost my wife. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't find it, didn't know what was going on. And, um, you know, in that period of time, as I was watching my wife literally die in front of me and holding my newborn baby, um, I was wrestling with some of these big yeah. questions. Yeah. And particularly, like, what is life going to be like as I'm holding my third child. But as soon as I found out your story and you found out my story, yeah, it's that fabled C.S. Lewis quote that friendship starts when you can sit across the table from someone and say, you too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember the moment when I found that out. I, mean, I know you guys yeah. have gone through something, but yeah. uh, I didn't know what it was. And I remember where we were standing, when we were standing there. And I yeah. remember finding out, and there was such a solidarity 
that we mm-hmm. found with each other in that moment. It was like, wait a second. Like I, yeah. And you knew that I knew exactly what you had walked totally. through and the desperation and all the feelings and the sights and the sounds and, you know, the beeps of the machines and the yeah. room, all, all that stuff. It's like, a, right. you don't have to say anything. You just right. look at each other. And it's like, there's this bond that happens. And yeah. so I think that's one of the things we, we sort of take for granted um, in our lives is like, we don't, we don't think about the reality that suffering draws us together as, as community. And yeah. We live in a hyper-individualized culture, right. and so because of that, um, we tend to think of our suffering as something that's very personal and individual, yeah. Yeah. instead of realizing, actually, this is building solidarity, and suffering draws us into this communal life that I think right. God created us for. Yeah. And so now we move through our life with like that, that ability to look at people yeah. and say, oh, no, I know. And I the, know. Another thing I learned in that season was suffering actually draws me closer to God, Yeah. because there's um, a unique way we relate to God when we suffer because he suffered. Yeah. And yeah. Um, people would often ask me, are you mad at God in the midst of it all? And mm-hmm. my only response at that point, and this wouldn't have been my response earlier on in regards to suffering, but at that point was, how could I be? He was the only one that yeah. fully understood what I was going through and was with me through the whole experience. Right. And um, I think the Bible does talk about that. It invites us into this connection to God that can only come from a point of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we have this tendency to sort of look too deeply into some of the suffering sometimes yeah. too. You yeah. Know, we, we have a tendency to, to maybe we ascribe meaning to it sure. that, that shouldn't even be there. Like we right. want to say, what does this mean? You know? Right. And, and I think in those moments, one of the things I think I did that was really healthy was like, I didn't look at it. Like, what does this mean? Right. It, didn't, it didn't mean anything. It meant no. that my daughter was sick and then right. these circumstances happened. And so kind of rooting that thinking out like this doesn't mean anything. God's right. not angry. Right. God's not mad. You're not right. a bad person. This right. is part of the human experience. That's really critical. And then I think in addition to that, it's really important that we do what's like, if you were to say like, what do you do in that? Like, yeah. if, And if right now you're listening to this and you're in the middle of something and you're like, I don't know what to do. Right. I'm just going to say, you just do the next thing that's in front of you. That's right. You know, I, yeah. there's a story, I think it's Second Kings, when Nahum um, comes to Elisha and he wants to be healed of leprosy. Mm-hmm. And um, and he tells him, he says, I want you to go wash in the Jordan River seven times. And he's just frustrated because he's like, I could have washed in any river anywhere. Right. And later on in his frustration, his men come to him and they say, wait, if he would have asked you to do something really hard, wouldn't you have done it? Mm. He's asking you to do something easy. Right. Why don't you go do it? And I think sometimes in the middle of our suffering, we don't realize that like the best thing for us might be that easy thing that's right there in front of us. And we just take one step at a time. Sure. Don't don't try to figure right. it all out. Don't try to have all the answers. Just take one step at a time. I think right. that's really critical. Yeah. And at the same time, we serve a God who can make meaning after the fact of any bad, good, or somewhere in between cir- yeah. circumstance. Yeah. And, and while we shouldn't try to ascribe meaning to something like that, I remember walking out of the hospital and having the realization that while the doctors didn't give us a good chance of her survival, she made it, yeah. which means we have more time together, plain and simple. Right. And and we're going to live as if we have more time together. Yeah. Um, now, that was the outcome of that situation, but everybody's outcome and whatever you're facing, there is a different one. And God can meet you in the middle of it and on the other side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's with you. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. So, so you guys went through that and, yeah. uh, you know, our circle of friends uh, now are getting a little more similar, but back then right. very different. And I'm just sort of curious, um, you know, Job and his friends, uh, it's comical <laughs> the things they said to him. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that are walking alongside of somebody that's in suffering, um, this is maybe for you. Yeah. What are some of the things that people did that just weren't helpful <laughs> when you were walking through that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think one of them was assumptions. Yeah. Trying to assume reason why this could have happened. Um, trying to deduce reasoning like, oh, when did this happen and how did it happen and what was exactly the cause of it? Um, I honestly didn't really care. Yeah. Like none of that was helpful. Um, you know, that was part of it. The other one was asking me what I needed, mm. you know, like it's really well intended, but when someone's going through something and you show up and you're like, you just tell me whatever you need and I'm there for you. It's like, I actually have no idea. Yeah. I can't even pick what to eat <laughs> in those moments, you know, like just put food in front of right. me. Right. I really don't even know. And the fact that now that burden of care has been placed on my shoulders, I can't even deal with that. Right. Right. But on the flip side, one of the things that was really helpful, um, uh, Holly and Andrew, some friends of ours, loaded up three grocery bags full of snacks that I would actually like. Yeah. And they didn't ask. They literally just dropped them off at the front. They mm -hmm. didn't come in and want to see us or anything. They just dropped them right. off. And the nurse came in and said, somebody dropped this off for you. Yep. That to me was like, it was, for one, that's all I ate for the next 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. But for two, it was this like, you see me, you know, you see that like, I, I, I'm not, I can't talk to you. I can't bear this burden with you, um, right now, but you gave me something that just helped me get through the moment. Yeah. Those are two things that were just so incredible or that in of itself was so incredibly helpful. Yeah. I remember there was a, there was a guy that, uh, I caught praying outside the, oh, in the yeah. ICU yeah. waiting. He, I caught him praying. Like he was just out there middle of the night and had come down and just sat there and he yeah. was praying. And, uh, I didn't even talk to him. I just remember yeah. seeing him pray. I knew why he was there. I knew I was praying. He yeah. just meant the world to me. And, yeah. you know, the other thing is that uh, I, I've just learned this over the years that just you don't have to say much. Um, no. I found myself, it was just people doing those, like yeah. they didn't ask, they just did it. Yeah. And then the other thing is just people saying, we love you. Yeah. Like you feel, that's that's the one thing you just start to question in those moments. And so just feeling like I am deeply loved is so important and yeah. so saying that to people in the middle of suffering i think is so critical and, yeah. and so important yeah yeah i i have to agree with you and you know if mark nicholas if you're listening to this mark was one of those guys who just showed up at the hospital he didn't demand anything yeah. but his prayer over me um when i popped out of the room and his prophecy over my child ended up being one of the reasons why her middle name is joy mm. um so it, it's interesting i'm like, <laughs> i'm getting choked up in this but it's interesting because when someone shows up in the right moment at the right time um, in the midst of something like this, it's life-changing. Yeah. It really is. But you know what showing up requires? Yeah. It requires this acknowledgement that suffering is a part of the human experience. That's right. And I think that's one of the things, like if I was going to say, you know, we're going to do another episode on, on this and talk more about it, but I was going to say one thing that we really hope comes out of this in this conversation is this understanding that we quit trying to avoid suffering and that we actually realize this is part of the human experience. Yeah. God's been preparing us for it. God has shown us the way he meets us in it. Yeah. Um, and and as, lo as long as we keep that view of this is not all that there is, yeah. it makes that very possible for us to do. Yeah, that's so good, man. I think like we could go on forever. Yeah. Frankly, um, we don't have time. Yeah. But we've talked about some really important stuff. And if you could like summarize a couple of the key points of things that we've talked about, um, whether it's about going through this um, issue of suffering individually or collectively or supporting people, yeah, what would be some things you could just land the plane on? Yeah. You know, I just think, I think, um, and let me say this. Yeah. One of the cool things about Christians throughout history is we've always suffered well. That's actually been an observable right. thing through history. But I think we suffer well when um, we get out of that sort of vending machine relationship sure, with yeah. God and we actually just realize like there's a journey that we're on that involves some suffering. So I think that's really critical that we shift our paradigm 
I, I think it's important that we don't try to ascribe meaning to to our suffering, but That's we good. actually um, we just understand that God might be shaping or forming or just yeah. creating community with us, and that we lean into others during suffering, and that right. whether it's them suffering or we're suffering, that community is really yeah. critical during that time. Those are those are really important things, and then I think. Ultimately, um, just doing the next thing that's in front of you, I think yeah. that's so, so critical for us in those moments. And again, like you said, there's so much more. In fact, we're, I said at the top of the, the podcast, we're going to put a link uh, along with this podcast where you find it. You'll find uh, that there's going to be some resources there, even some counselors that we're going to recommend. If, you, uh, if this is stirring up stuff and you want to talk to somebody, if you just want to talk to one of our pastors here, we welcome you and, and would invite you to do that. But yeah. Um, but we want to put that there because this is a huge conversation. And yeah. again, we're going to do more of this next next week. Yep. yep. Um, but we're going to leave it there. And I just really appreciate you taking time to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can leave you with this one last thought, and it's this talking about suffering can sound like a heavy topic. However, the reality is, is that God promises, even in the midst of suffering, things that can't be taken away, joy, hope, and peace. Yeah. And these are the promise that he gives to us. And so while this is a heavy conversation, it can be one that we approach with joy, with peace, and with hope. And so wherever you are and whatever you're going through, um, we want to pray that over you. Yeah. But also we want to say, if you know anyone who's going through a situation like this, we encourage you to send them this podcast, if it would encourage them. Um, and please subscribe, yeah. jump on, yeah. you know, um, email us any of your questions. We would love to hear from you. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.